Father, I love you. Thank you for just another opportunity to record a podcast. I pray this podcast uh, helps a ton of people and provides them a ton of practical tips to help them share the faith and make disciples for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another week of the podcast. It's myself in the studio today. No guests because this week I'm answering a question that I got on social media on our Instagram, which I always appreciate you guys sending questions in on the Instagram. Uh, I obviously love having guests in on the show and interviewing them and talking to them. But I also love when you guys have questions and me able to get in the studio and answer some of these things. This question comes really in the form of faith sharing, how to be more effective at sharing your faith. And so today is evidence in the title. I got six tips to share your faith with anyone that these tips are going to be super practical and super helpful and really enable you to be in any situation and be able to seamlessly share your faith with somebody. Um, But as I'm going to provide these tips, I want to also acknowledge that sharing your faith is amazing and awesome, but it can also be intimidating and difficult, even as a person like myself who is doing a podcast on the subject that I fail often. You know, I flop often when it comes to sharing my faith. I can remember one time I was at Pain Express, and I'm a Pain Express kind of super. I love Pain Express. I go there all the time, and specifically, there's one near our church that I go to for lunch probably at least a couple of times a week, if not more. And there's just by, you know, result of going there all the time. I know the cash register lady and she, you know, we chat every time I go in or whatever. And I kind of felt like this leading from the spirit, just kind of telling me, Hey, you know, you should, you should invite a church, maybe see if she's a Christian, see if she's a Christian and, you know, try to share your faith with her. And so I felt that. And so when I, as I was sitting in the parking lot, I walked in, I felt like, okay, this is the day, this is the day I'm going to do this. I go in, I order my normal order of orange chicken, teriyaki chicken, all that stuff. And I get to re- to the register and I'm like, okay, here's, this is my moment. And I go to share my faith with her. And I just say, Hey, you know, super awesome seeing you here today. I want to invite you out to our church. We're doing this thing. I forgot exactly what I was inviting her to, to, but we're doing this thing. And I think it'd be awesome if you came to it. And I'd love to be able to tell you guys that the great ending of the story that she came and she accepted Jesus and she got baptized and now assimilated into the body of Christ. And it's not just making an impact for the glory of God as this newfound believer. I'd like to be able to tell you that story, but that's not a true story. That's not what happened. The true story of what happened in that situation was I asked her if she wanted to come to church and basically in front of all these other people who were sitting in line waiting to get their order at Panda Express, basically said in no uncertain terms, I don't want to go to church. I don't like church. I don't I don't really want to even entertain the idea of being a Christian, not interested whatsoever. And all these other people were looking at me like, oof, that's brutal, right? And it was a super awkward moment. And so I acknowledge that. Man, sharing your faith is amazing. It's awesome. But it also can be intimidating and difficult. But the truth is, is that the fear of being embarrassed for sharing your faith, such as I was, right? The fear of being embarrassed for sharing your faith should pale in comparison to the call God has put on your life to make a difference in the lives of people by doing so, right? God has called us to this and God has commanded us to make disciples to share our faith with people. Matthew 28, the Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. This is like not something we get to opt into. It's not something that we get to do at our leisure. It's something that God has put on our life to impact people by sharing the gospel with them. And so, 
yes, there's embarrassment risk. Yes, there's the risk of looking weird or awkward, putting yourself in an awkward spot. Yes, I understand all of that. But man, what an incredible opportunity to partner with God and reaching and impacting the world for his glory by helping make disciples. Like he could have easily saved the whole world and all his omnipotence and all his power and all his sovereignty, but he has chosen us to play a part in our brokenness to help bring broken people to Jesus. And I think that's really cool. Yet, and all that, as I try to motivate you and inspire you, I have not forgotten the first story. It can be difficult, and it doesn't always work out in the way that we assume, and even myself, would have liked it to work out. So today I want to provide you guys some tips that will help make you a more effective evangelist. Now I say that, I don't want to take out the spiritual nuances of what it is to share your faith. Yes, God, before the foundations of the world has selected people, and yes, God is pushing the gospel forward, and yes, God is the one who saves him. But there is a sense, considering God has partnered with us, that we can improve ourselves as gospel spreaders, as evangelists, as individuals who are seeking to share our faith with other people. And I believe that these six tips will help you be super effective and really improve your ability to do that. So let's jump into them. Number one, number one thing is honor God in your everyday actions. Honor God in your everyday actions. It's hard to share faith that you don't live out to the fullest, right? Remember, people are watching you. As a Christian, we have just this natural platform by virtue of our faith system. People are watching you. What do they see? Do they see someone who is always intentionally looking to live in a way that honors God and is in line with their beliefs? Or do they see you operating in maybe a hypocritical manner? That's something to check your spirit on and be very weary about. Honor God in your everyday actions. Read the word. You know, be generous. Be kind to people. Stray away from slander. All that stuff. Honor God in your everyday actions. And you'll find as you're doing that, that your path to be able to walk in the purpose that God has called you to and making disciples will become a lot more clear. Not perfect, but it's going to be a lot easier to share your faith with people if you're honoring God in your own everyday actions. That's number one. Number two is start by inviting that person to a church event. Start by inviting that person to a church event. Most churches, at least the church that I work at, and I think many other churches nowadays especially, are set up to accommodate people who have no idea who God is. And that's awesome because we get to partner in our local church to help bring people into the doors that otherwise never would come. Maybe they're doing an event that, you know, like a car event, or they're doing some big service thing or some big outreach thing in which allows you the opportunity to invite someone to it. Because a lot of people get so caught up in, well, I got to, you know, I got to make sure I, I say the four spiritual laws, or I got to go in depth and make sure I know every single nuance of the gospel, whatever. And it's important to know that. And it's important to understand your belief system. For sure, that's what this podcast is all about. Yet, start small, like just get a quick win. Maybe they'll just come and hang out with your church friends at a Bible study or a church event or something like that. Start by just inviting them to church and you'll find that that will be a little bit easier of an adjustment than like coming full force and saying like, here's the gospel. Are you ready to accept it? You know, we'll get there, but start small, start small. Uh, Number three is pray for them. Pray for them. Prayer is the difference between what you can do and what God can do always. And you'll be shocked to see how God directs you through prayer as you are consistently going to him every single day and submitting this person to him. For example, just go every morning or every after, or every afternoon before you go to sleep, whatever. Hey, God, I have this person in my heart, whatever. And please give me the shot, the opportunity, the insight, the wisdom to be able to share my faith 
with this individual. And you'll notice as you pray more specifically about that, that God is going to open your eyes and help you see them in the way that he sees them, right? As a person who is in need of a savior, a person who is in need of the grace, forgiveness, and mercy of God, like we all are, but God will make that way more evident to you as you pray. And you'll also find that you're going to gain in wisdom. You're going to gain a lot of insight and gain a lot of knowledge in regard to the things that you need to be able to navigate when talking to that person. Prayer is so powerful and it just ignites a passion and burden for that person and it puts them to the top of your mind in that moment. So that's number three. Number four is show lots of love to people. Show lots of love to people. My professor in college used to always say, share the gospel always and when necessary, use words. Now, don't get me wrong. Always be prepared to have a conversation with somebody. Conversions typically take place in conversations. Yet, there is something to be said about the fact that if you are walking the talk, that, man, people will see that. I'm not saying that someone's just going to look at you and be like, oh my gosh, I want to accept Jesus right now because they're such an awesome person. No, it's not going to work like that. But it sure makes it a lot easier. Just like with number one, if you're going to honor God in your everyday actions, it's going to make that path a little bit more clear when it comes to sharing your faith. Showing love to people does that. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And if you are caring for people, showing compassion and love and always being like a good friend or a good family member, man, that's going to make you having that conversation so much easier and it's really going to open that door. Really, for the most part nowadays, evangelism is always going to happen in the form of a a relationship with somebody, a friendship relationship of some sort in which you are developing rapport with this person. Now, let me kind of go off on a bit of a tangent here. We're not building relationships with people so that, like, and treating them like some sort of project. Now, we want everybody we're around to go to heaven and have a purpose bigger than themselves and be saved and have a relationship with God, of course. But this isn't manipulation. Like, we're not out to have some ulterior motive to where as soon as we find out that they're not willing to become a Christian, we cut them off. That's not what this is. Like, we're going to play the long game. And we're loving people because God has called us to love people. And, and through that calling, we also get to partake in the other calling, which is the share of faith with an individual. In fact, the most loving thing you can do for somebody is share your faith with them because it ensures the fact that they can share in the eternal security and paradise that you have ahead for you that God has given all of us. And I think we concern ourselves a lot with intellect, but sharing your faith is probably more about kindness than it is ever about intellect. And you'll find that you're not going to know all the answers to all their questions and things like that, but you'll see that kindness and compassion really overshadows the lack of detail or the lack of answers you may have to a lot of those questions. Love bridges a lot of gaps in that regard. So that's number four. Number five, love this one, super practical. Be an interviewer, not a prosecutor. Be an interviewer, not a prosecutor. What do I mean by that? Interviewers seek to understand while prosecutors seek to prove a point. Understand first, speak second. Understand first, speak second. Remember this, in those types of conversations, man, you want to be an interviewer. You want to ask lots of questions. You want to really get a great understanding as to what the perspective is. This is the biggest and potentially best decision someone will ever make, choosing and committing their life to Jesus Christ. You better take your time and seek to understand where they're coming from. I understand we got our stuff like Romans Road and spiritual laws, and I think there's a place for that. But before you get into any of that stuff and any of your little spiels or your plans or your preconceived pitches, make sure you understand where they're coming from. Make sure you understand their struggles, their thoughts, their doubts, what their perspective is on God. And when you understand that, you'll be able to speak to them with so much more conviction and confidence knowing where they're coming from. 
And in these conversations, always acknowledge this fact. Good questions are way better than great statements. Good questions are way better than great statements. Better than some awesome, poignant point about Jesus and the gospel. Better than that is an awesome, reflective question that gets that person thinking. That's going to be super key in your conversations. Be an interviewer, not a prosecutor. And the last one, number six, be lean more on your story rather than Bible stories. Lean more on your story rather than Bible stories. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the Bible is not useful when it comes to these types of conversations and sharing your faith. I love the Bible. I love the Word of God. This is What's the Word podcast. I'm a fan of the Bible. Love it. It holds the weight. It is the Word of God. It is strong. It is a double-edged sword meant for reproof and all that great stuff. I'm not saying that it's not important. But what I am saying that if you're talking to somebody and they have no idea about Jesus, they have no context for what the Bible says, but they do have context for Christianity when it comes to seeing how you live. So sometimes the most useful things you can do is not quote a bunch of Bible verses at them and not use a bunch of narratives from the Bible, but to talk very openly about what God has done in your life, how he's impacted you, the things he's changed about you. And in that, that can open the eyes of another person. There's very few things more powerful in this world than a personal testimony. And so leverage your story, man. Like be proud of what God has done in your life and you'll find that that is contagious when it comes to having a conversation with another person and then possibly committing their life to Jesus Christ as a result of hearing your amazing testimony. Don't discount that. Lean heavy on that because God has done an amazing work in your life. Don't diminish that effect. Share it and share it boldly. So those are the six things and I hope to help you out a ton and I hope this episode has added a ton of value to you as well. So I appreciate you guys and good luck sharing your faith. God is going to use you massively. Peace out and until next time.